0: Hey guys, John here. Sit back, relax, go on ahead, get yourself a cold one if you want to. I have Rosie McCree with me, actress Rossi McCree that is, and we're going to, they can't see you yet. She's over there waving, she's having a good time, but it's okay. But <laughs> anyways, uh, I have her here with me. We're going to be talking about Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. I can't wait to talk about this movie. This is the first time I saw this movie, but we'll dive into that in a minute. But while you're waiting, please go on ahead, go over to Spotify, go over to Apple Podcasts, rate us over there, also on Good Pods as well, and go on ahead, rate us, do all that stuff, and we're going to be starting now. right and hello movie lovers like i said before we're actually reviewing guess who's coming to dinner this movie came out in 1967 this movie in case anybody doesn't know what this film is about it's about a guy named jo- jonah drayton a 23 year old white woman returns from ha- from her hawaiian vacation to her parents home in san francisco with dr john uh Prestons. a 37 year old black widower the couple became engaged after a 10-day whirlwind romance and so now John and her have to go on ahead and face the parents. So this is a movie that I haven't seen before. Of course, this is our spotlight to Sydney, uh Partier. I haven't seen a single film of his. So this is a brand new experience for me. But this movie is so good. And also, too, I want to mention this when you're looking at this film, it's so risky for back in the day in the 1960s because of the fact that they were dealing with a lot of racism, not like we're not dealing with that now, but still, it was a lot more in your face. There were certain things that black people were not allowed to do and certain people, certain things that they were allowed to do and stuff like that, but when you look at it, society as a whole, it's definitely a risque kind of film that was ahead of its time and also, too, this also uh, won the Academy Award for the actress that was in this movie, though, too, right, Rossi?
1: Yes. Uh, Catherine Hepburn, um, who plays um, Joey's, uh, Joanna's mother, um, won Best Actress um, from this film. And the film was nominated for, like, 10 Academy Awards. One one was Best Picture. So um, it's a really good film, an all-star cast. Um, You have uh, Spencer Tracy, who's uh, well-known in Hollywood, classic Hollywood. He's done a lot of films with Catherine Hepburn, actually. Um, you have Sidney Poitier, who plays uh, John Wade, um, um what John Wade, what pr- what is it? Princess? Princess. Yeah,
0: Princess. Princess.
1: Princess. And um Catherine Houghton, who plays Joey Drayton, and uh, Isabel Sanford, who we all know as uh Weezy from um, <laughs> you know, the 1980s show um gosh. The Jeffersons, I'm so sorry. Yeah, the Jeffersons. She plays, yeah. she plays Tilly. Um, Bia Richards, um, uh, who plays Mrs. Princess, Roy Glenn, who plays Mr. Princess, John's mom and dad. So um, this was a great film, and I love the way that they approached the conversation of race.
0: Me too. In this I definitely like it, uh, to be yes. honest with you. I like this a lot better than Guess uh Guess Who, which is the Ashton Kutcher movie, which is also a remake to this film, which also starred Bernie Mac. Right and you know, we talked about this earlier before we actually, we because we actually had like a little sit down before we actually got a chance to talk about this. But right. I didn't like that adaptation of Guess Who for that remake. Right. It made me feel uncomfortable and stuff like that. I didn't really right. feel like it captured what this movie is. And this is my right. first experience actually seeing this movie for the first time. You can actually rent this for four bucks on YouTube if you want to. Yes. But, you know, I like how smooth John is when we get first yeah. introduced to him, he's like a young Denzel Washington in the 1960s. If you think about it, right. this was Denzel in the 1960s, the, he has this certain swag about him. Yes. This certainty that everything's going to work out in the end because of the fact that they both love each other so much. And that he's right. willing to put everything on the line, whether it, he's going to get married to her, whether the blessing from her mom or not. Right. And everything. But he still winds up honoring the mother and the father first before pursuing anything else. And I like how John puts up right off the bat, he goes up to the father. He said, look, (laughs) I'm a doctor. I was a doctor in Harvard. I've done X amount of stuff. I have a lot of rewards and things like that. And of course, the father's like, "Oh yeah, okay, whatever. You're basically just throwing anything out there, you know? And so he does his research. The father goes on ahead, does his research on him. And everything that John said to him is word for word verbatim on what he said, that, so the father actually has some respect for John for coming right. clean about his background versus the Ashton Kutcher character who was in debt, who was actually having right. things to hide. So I right. respect John's character more than I do the action Kutcher's character from right. Guess Who? And this one, I felt, yeah, there's a lot of com- there's comedy in this, especially yes. with the shock whenever they first get introduced. And <laughs> this whole entire thing happens within one night of the whole entire yes. deal." Right. And I like the look on the mother's face. She's like, you didn't tell me he was a black man. And right. then I like how John smooths it over. He goes, so what if I'm black? Because I'm not just a black man. I'm a man.
1: Right. Just, and that's and what I'm-
0: um Go ahead. No, no, no. You, you go on ahead. Oh,
1: okay. um, that's um, another thing I like about the character is that, like you said, he's a, a suave very intelligent, very intellectual man. He has books that he's written. Like you said, he's a a, a world-renowned doctor. Um, so it's just not anybody who Joey, uh, the 23 year old daughter, picks. But what I really like about the, uh, Joey is that she didn't tell her parents because they didn't raise her like that. She was raised to look at everyone as her equal. So she didn't see the need or feel the need to have to tell her parents, you know, I met this awesome guy, but first he's black. And then let me tell you how awesome he is. Joey goes to her her mother and she's just absolutely in love as she's telling her mother about John and how wonderful he is. So yeah, when, when Sidney Poitier inserts the picture, you know, um, the mother wasn't, you know, she wasn't expecting that, you know, Um, as, as we find out later, his parents, feel the same way you know and it's not a um so much that they're racist because this movie is not about uh it's not a horrible film it's just about how the parents want to protect their child from society and that's basically what the film is is really about it's it's society not so much the family it's about the family but they're more concerned about society
0: right And the way that society depicts them and everything Except and the way it. of they're going to be judged and the kids are going to right. be judged because right. of the fact they have mixed relations. And also, too, those kids are also going to get bullied 10 times harder than any other black exactly. kids or white kids combined because they are a mixed and everything. Right. And at first, you're not sure what the intentions are until they actually explain it, because at first, yes. you know, you're thinking maybe it's dealing with, in fact, racism, but it's not. Right. It's just right. that they're looking out for their kids in their best interest and keeping their best interest at heart. But at the same time, you know, they the kids want what they want. They're in love. Right. And it was only right. a course of what? How many hours or whatever they said? Or three days?
1: They, they met and so, fell in love. And they spent two weeks with each other yep. in Hawaii. The whole time after they met, it was instant in love from both parties. So, um, you know, um, Joey's family is a very established family. You know, the mother owns an art gallery. Her dad... Um, has his own newspaper that he, you know, from the ground up type of guy. Um, They did well. And um, John's family, you know, hard workers, they're they're well off now. But, you know, dad had to work two, three jobs just to get John to where he is as a black man in the 1960s, you know, which had to be hard for him to accomplish everything that John accomplished in the 60s and 50s.
0: You know, right. Also, too, back then, though, too, black people wanted their best for their kids to have the education, same education that white people have. Right. So, in order for that to happen, they actually had to get these, uh, have a, like a doctorate degree to make them right. stand out. And that's right. something that I really loved about the fact that he's a yes. doctor, he stands out from yes. society, he's looked right. on from a positive angle versus a negative angle because of his popularity not only is he popular but also because of his caring nature right and the way he carries himself oh and yes. how educated he is and He's also a- too the right and the mother's also thinking to herself oh god how am i supposed to tell my husband about this and yes. also to keep them happy at the same time because women's emotions giggle all over the place right you know men were sh- straightforward one absolutely one-dimensional And on the way that we're thinking, the mother's like, Oh God, how am I supposed to do this? We're supposed to have dinner. I'm supposed to cook dinner for them. I'm supposed to make sure everything's going on and be happy. I also have to explain to my husband what's going on. And she brought home a black guy and everything. What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to act? And it's like all these anxieties, all these emotions all into one thing. And then John is kind of calming her though. Yes. And keeping her relaxed and calm at the same time. He's like, look, I understand the amplifications that it could ha- have on me. Right. But I promise you that she will get the same love and affection from a black man than any white man as well. She can get Absolutely. the same love. Absolutely. But I can show her a world of love because I do love your daughter. and I care about your daughter deeply. And that broke her to the point
1: Absolutely. where
0: where she's like she became more relaxed. And she was yes. okay with it.
1: Well, I her. Think, right. well, I think well, with with John, because if you remember when it starts off, you know, um, obviously um, they're coming back from from Hawaii, and they only have a few hours that they're going to spend in town in San Francisco where they live because John has a flight that he has to catch six hours later. So they were going to come do a quick dinner, tell mom and dad, you know, I'm getting going to marry John. What John did though. Was he presented to the parents, you know, to the mother that and didn't tell Joey, if I don't get the approval from you both, then and he tells the, the parents and Joey does not know this. I don't have the, the time or I don't want to mess up your relationship with Joey. So if I don't get your approval, I, there will be no marriage because that's just too much for him to deal with because Joey and her parents have a wonderful relationship and they did a great job raising her. When you first are introduced to her, it's just love and happiness. And she's just so such an independent young woman, a free right. thinker you know, her parents raised her that way, John, the same. So because he put that in there, the whole movie, there's different things going on throughout the whole movie, but we're waiting for really the father's. Okay. So that's what the movie is revolving around, waiting to see, because, you know, John says to the dad, you know, tell me to my face if you're not happy with this and I will catch a flight and I'll basically be out of here. I, I It will be no problem. And for the love of Joey, you know, her parents, obviously mom, like you said, emotional, you know, she's in this, in love with Joey's, Joey being in love, but dad's more straightforward. But he he. I don't think he wanted to hurt. He doesn't want to hurt his daughter. So throughout the whole film, you're waiting for. Him to say, OK, this is OK, exactly. you know, and so you're watching them go through many different emotions. And, and it's a, it's a, this is a comedy as well.
0: It definitely is a comedy. And also, too, I want to mention this. Because I feel like this is very important for me to talk about, though, too. When uh, the father, he's talking to the father and he's like, well, it's just too much for me to deal with and I can catch out a flight. That goes to show the father was also not telling him, OK, you can leave at any time or whatever. He was basically ba- basically respecting John as a person. Right. And right. Be like if she goes through with this, I could lose my daughter. Right, and I could ruin our own happiness, and that's also what he winds up telling um, his wife too. He said, "If this, if we don't, if I don't say yes, this could be really problematic for me and for all of us." Right, right. But yeah, there is some, there is a lot of comedy aspects into this. Also, too, yeah. I like how the maid is, how the housekeeper is looking at him with those looks, and yeah. he's like, "Yeah, who's that?" <laughs> he goes, oh, that's just our housekeeper. Oh, okay. And he just goes on ahead, just goes on ahead. And next thing you know it, the housekeeper is just not having it at all. And you would think, because of the fact that she is a black woman who's working for this family, she would be more leaning on his side. But no, she comes off with the protective uh, side as well, which is something that I really do appreciate the fact is saying, what do you think you're doing? right because you're you're not you're not made for this you're i protected this girl she's like my daughter and here you come and you could destroy that whole entire thing of me protecting her and you could ruin her because i know people like you right
1: the maid the maid is she's an older black woman and back in that time you know they were housekeepers you know so she'd been with this family. She raised Joey, you know, a, a, that's what black women did at that time if they were your housekeeper, they raised your kids to where they had almost mo- more feelings for your kid than their own sometimes because they're always with your kids, you know. They they love them like they're their own pretty much, okay? So the maid is doesn't know who John is, doesn't know his background, doesn't know anything about him. All she knows is that there's a black man who's showing up at our house and she, and he wants to date our daughter, Joey, uh, interracial relationship. And the maid is older. She's like the parent's age. So her generation is like, they don't do that. So being that this is the sixties, it's different. The kids were different back then. you know. They were not afraid to experiment and to date outside their race. So this is new for the maid as well. So she takes that. Approach to John as looking at him like he's just anybody, you know, just just a nobody not knowing that he's well known. Joey didn't bring just anybody home. This man is well known and he's a good man, you know. So you see the friction she has. And it's funny the way that she does it because she has all these little funny remarks that she makes. So it's really funny. But you have to understand her generation and what she went through and what she probably didn't expect to see. Because it, it didn't happen, you know, not that often.
0: Exactly. And yes. that's something that I really liked was how protective she was of her. Right. And also, too, you know, she starts believing in John later on and starts cracking yes. a little bit. And that's something right. that I really like because John, like I said, he comes in there like Denzel being all smooth and everything. Right. And here's this way, this business-like feel to him that I really right. like. And then, of course, John doesn't told his parents oh that he's dating a white girl. So right. now, uh, this is what happens. I love this scene. This scene is one of my favorite parts in the movie, though, is where John's inside the study in the father's study.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's on
0: the phone. <laughs> his girlfriend's in there with him. And he's, he's just chilling on the desk like he owns... I like how he just acts like he owns the study. He just, right. just lay back He goes, "Um, look, Dad, um, we can go on ahead and meet later on for dinner because tonight's not going to be good or anything because I'm having lunch with, I'm having dinner with my girlfriends. parents. Oh, really? Maybe we should come up. (laughs) No, no, you don't have to worry. Everything is fine. You know, just go on ahead. Do what you have to do because, you know, mom and everything, she doesn't need to be traveling or anything. I'm just, I'm not going for a (laughs) debate But, you know, <laughs> but and, you know, just go and take care of you guys. it will be fine. And then here's the girlfriend. Is that your parents? Yeah. Hey, you guys should totally come up here and fly out. Yep. And John's like, that's it. I'm done. <laughs>
1: because, because he didn't right. he didn't tell his parents either. They don't know yet. And Joey didn't know that, you know, you didn't tell your parents about me that I'm a white woman. So they go to pick up, you know, now that mom and dad, dad basically invited himself and and that was happening. So, you know, they, I like the scene when they go to the airport, they're going to pick up, you know, John's mom and dad, John's over there talking to his parents and Joey's, you know, off in the background. And so John's looking over at Joey talking to his parents and then Joey walks up and the look on mom, on John's mom and dad's face was the same look that Joey's mom and dad had on their face, kind of, what, what the hell? Because they were expecting Bye. a black woman to be there, you know? And, and one thing I want to mention about John is, um, Joey is 23 years old, John is 37, he's a widow, a widower, widower, <laughs> and um, he lost his wife and he had a young son in a train, ac- train accident. So he'd already been married. He'd had a kid and they tragically died. So this would be a woman that he probably the first woman he's been with since, you know, seriously, obviously, since his wife and kid died. So that's just a little background on on John. So he was with the black woman before. Right. You know, so parents weren't expecting to see Joey and she's a very pleasant young lady. But I did like the the, the look the mom and dad kind of gave her like, oh, what what is going on here? Because John's never ever mentioned that to his parents.
0: No, Oh, my aunt is actually watching. Hey, <laughs> hey, my aunt Rose. Um. But yeah, <laughs> love when he told his dad to use color. I see a man. Yeah, that was my favorite scene. To be honest with you, you may see color, but I'm a man. I love yes. that scene. Yes, that scene shows from being a little kid. To being a grown man now. And he needs to stop looking. He looks at himself as a regular man because that's how his dad taught him. His dad taught him to be just a man, not be a colored man in the world, but be a successful man and be a good man. And that's what John is. He's a good man. And that is something that I really loved about this film. And also, too, in the car, I want to go back into the car for a bit. It's awkward. They're just sitting, and the mother's like, still face on her. The father's right. the only one that's actually interacting with them, which is actually surprising. I would actually yeah. think it was the mother that would act, be the one to carry the conversation. But it's right. the opposite. I'm glad they made those characters opposite from each other. Yes, right. That's something I really liked about it. Because you have the mother who's actually talking to John in his, the daughter. But right. in this one, you have the father interacting with them. So I right. like the father and son aspect to it and also trying yes. to get to know... His girlfriend. The mother has that still face, like, "Oh shit, I don't know what I'm gonna be doing." You, know,
1: <laughs> you know, I but, uh, the scene I really liked was um, when John first gets there, and the mom and dad knows. There's a scene where Joey and John are out on the patio area in the backyard, sitting, and they're sitting there, and they're just having this wonderful conversation, and. They then show the mom and dad are inside looking out the window at them. And the mom is first standing there just they're looking at how happy she is and how they're communicating their body language. And she gets tears in her eyes because you're witnessing love. And I like that love between the two of them.
0: Right. And I remember what she said about her daughter. She goes, you know what? I never knew. She she was always a laughing child. Even at birth, she laughed. Right. She always laughed out loud, always had a smile on her face. But you know what? I haven't seen her smile and laugh the way that I see her when she's with him. Right. And there's just something about him that she just really loves. Right. And that that moment, that's also, too, when the father starts, the walls start coming down a little bit. Yes. And that's when he has that sensibility of like, you know, maybe I should give this a chance. Maybe I should ignore the society maybe their love is actually enough to conquer whatever fears and anxieties that i have for them right and also too i like how most of this actually takes place on the patio as they're thinking yes. about things it's yeah. like a calmness absolutely in, uh, of everything that's something that i really love the little subtle moments of sitting outside taking a deep breath and just yep. analyzing the stuff that's happening rather yes. than just but it just keep building and building and building, just like they did on Guess Who. But Guess right. Who, Burning Mac was just harping on everything over and right. over and over again. Even with the white songs that were being played over the radio and stuff like that. Right. I haven't seen that movie in years, but there's certain things that I still remember from that film. Okay. I remember that. And also the jokes that were told at the dinner table, which made me feel uncomfortable because right. I know people like that in the society and stuff like that, especially being down South, yet not saying that there's no racist people or anything but no but just, i get you yeah right but you know that made me feel unsettled and then also to hearing the the songs being played over the radio also made me have this sense of unsettlement as well right. and i'm like this movie doesn't make me laugh this movie doesn't do anything it makes me uncomfortable with this one right. you're able to take a little bit of a break from the things that they're going through
1: yeah
0: they go out to the patio they're thinking things through. Yes. And then that's when they come to the finalization of them having their blessing in a sense. But also, too, I like how the priest comes in and now is involved. Yes, right. Because now they bring in the yes. priest to get an I- idea of a Christian's viewpoint of things and right. not just their birth's eye angle view, which is right. something I like. Because, well, you know, I married mixed couples before and they do 10 times better than regular uh, white couples do. Right. And everything. So it just depends on the on the both people that they actually want what they want. And so now, right.
1: Yeah. the, 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 priest that comes in the Monsignor um, when he comes in, remember when he comes in, Joey introduces him to John. It's not a, it's not a thing to him, you know, and he's older than all of them. You know, but it's it's just not a thing. You know, to him, it's not a big deal. He likes John. He meets John. He's very close with Joey's family. He he he's also you know have witnessed seen Joey grow up. So, you know, close family friends. So, you know, the whole guess who's coming to dinner. You know, it's it's a number of people that end up you know coming over for dinner. You know, it's supposed to be just it was originally supposed to be Joey, her man, and then it ends up being John. Okay, they have to deal I- with John being black. Then a Monsignor comes over, you know, he, he invites himself, they stay over for dinner. Then, you know, John's parents ends up coming up, coming over, you know? Um, So it's an array of people that's involved in this story that will eventually all have dinner together, but that patio that they use the outside backyard that, you know, you'll see, you know, the scene where John's mother and Joey's father are outside and they're talking. And she makes a good point saying that what is it about men that when they get older and they grow old, they forget how to love they forget what that is, and mm-hmm. she makes them think about that because that's very true, you know they tend to to do forget about that because like you said, they're just it's like this, you know women we're very emotional and we we love love, we love being in love, not saying men mm-hmm. don't, but as men get older, they tend to be like that and so John's mother you know, brings that up to, you know, Joey's father, you know, which I think was uh, what what made him really think about that. Because when John, if you remember when John and his dad have that conflict, you know, that's another scene that was an awesome scene because, you know, he respects his dad, he respects his mother. Yes, sir. No, sir. And he had to stand up to his dad to let his dad know, basically, you know, your generation just wants it to be the same. You guys don't want to do anything. You want everything to be the same. My generation wants to break barriers. And I am a man and I'm going to do what I want to do. You do not own me. And, you know, the father tells John, you know, listen, I broke my back. I did, you know, I mowed lawns. Your mother went without, you know, certain coats that she wanted, you know, to have a simple coat because we wanted to give you everything. And John puts him in his plates and lets him know you brought me into this world. That's what you're supposed to do. I don't owe you for that. I owe you nothing but to be a good son and, you know, be good to you and be a good person. But you don't own me, you know, oh. so you can't tell me what I am or I'm not going to do. And that scene was just. So awesome. It was such an awesome scene because we kids go through that with our parents, you know, they do a lot for us to get us to where we are and they kind of, you know, overstep their bounds, you know, their boundaries sometimes with us. That's true. You know, because they still see
0: us as a little kid.
1: Absolutely. And they want the best for us.
0: Exactly. They want. Right. They want the very best for us. And sometimes it's hard as an adult to actually see that because of the fact that we're grown and we think that we know the world, but, you know, in a sense we don't, but yet they still try to guide us, but it's up to us to make those decisions. And what I like about what the father is doing, he goes, okay, so if this is what you want, I won't intervene. I'll give you what you want. But have you known that there's implications behind this? People, right. are gonna, people in society is going to look down on you. People right. in society is going to bully you. People in society right. are not going to, you're not going to be looked upon or anything like that. Her image right. is going to be gone. Everything that you created might be gone because yeah. of the fact of that. Are you willing to take that risk? And just seeing the little look and gleam in his eyes yeah. and everything, I can tell she's worked the risk. Absolutely. Right. And, I love that. And so happens to be, and that's also when we wrap up with the movie and everything, where finally they're like, you know what, are we going to have dinner or not? (laughs) Because at that moment, they just ready to eat.
1: (laughs) Right. And, and John's, you know, Joey's dad, remember he, he does, they are waiting for that answer, you know? And so he does this great speech, you know, um, to, to, he brings in everyone you know, to, to talk to them, to let them know what he thinks. And he makes a point telling them, you know, you, you, you're worried about what, what I'm going to think, what, what this person's going to think, really, it's not up to us. Right. You two are going to do what you want to do. So basically, you know, you have my blessing, but it's, it's not, you, you came here asking for permission when you didn't have to.
0: Exactly. And that's something that... Right. And also, too, the Father also says, look, it may be okay with us, but society is as a whole new game. You you have right. over a billion people in this world. Right. We're okay with it, but the rest of the world, they're not going to be okay with it. Yeah. You're going to have to accept that. Are you ready to accept that? Can you handle that pressure? Right. And, of course, John says, yes, I can handle that. Yeah. Let me do what I want to do and be happy. Right. And that's course
1: yes um so you know the movie as a whole great movie um great for what's going on today you know um in society you know um i i believe that we absolutely have it much better and don't have to deal with that you know uh those of us who who are in interracial relationships as i am you know you know, I don't know how it how it would feel in, to be in the 60s and go through that. I couldn't imagine because I'm sure it was you you see news stories, you know, it was hard. So what we have to deal with today, you know, um, you still have people out there, but it's not as bad as it was. What no. they would have to go through,
0: you right. know, and, and, and exactly. the society
1: at that time. Yeah. From both sides.
0: Exactly. But yeah, uh, yes. this I'm but glad this movie was about love. Yes. Another thing I want to say too is Rossi, thank you for introducing me to this film. Because mm-hmm. when he when Sydney passed away, I was listening to another podcast and he, the one movie that he recommended was Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? I was like, Well, I never saw that movie. <laughs> then I'm like, I don't know who I know of Sydney Potier but I don't know him in his filmography. So doing the spotlight for black history month and everything definitely helped. And also too, we're spotlighting him uh, two more times and then we'll wrap up with his spotlighting. But this is going to be a new segment. Just letting people know this is called movie lover spotlight. We'll go on ahead. We'll do a, matter of fact, we'll do a small filmography review, about his film the person's film career, if the person died, honoring them for the things that they've done, even if they're not, even if they didn't pass away, we're still gonna do some kind of spotlight, right? So right. that's our way of actually paying tribute to Sydney and the things that he's done in his filmography. But absolutely. I just want to say thank you for introducing me to this film. I'm so glad that I finally got to see the original one and not that horrible Ashton Kutcher one. <laughs> because, because don't get me wrong, I love Ashen Kutcher.
1: Oh, absolutely. But
0: but here's the thing, John had that swag of going in, right, and getting to no- know and everything. Ashton Kusher was this wild on top of everything, ex- right, very extreme, hyperactive character, right, versus that calm level character. Because you know, whenever right. he, Ashton Kusher doesn't get his way, he goes wild and out. With right. with Sydney's character, he's calm, he's collect. He want, and I know this might be two different character names, but. Still, you can have a little bit of the Sydney in that character to make us care about him. This one, it was so much smoother, so much yeah. well done, to be honest yes. with you, to actually get through. Uh, I saw the whole thing of Guess Who? I remember aspects of the film. I remember the go-kart stuff and things like that. Right. But am I going to go back and revisit it? Absolutely no, I'm not. And most people will actually make that their go-to just yes. as a remake. This yes. is my first time experiencing the original i rather the original over the remake and that's
1: absolutely absolutely and 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 just to, to let everyone know this film was directed by stanley kramer um the opening song which is a beautiful song the glory of love um so the way the film opens up uh it's it draws you in to the film it's an hour and 48 or some odd minutes long it's not a long film oh no, you know it's actually mild. um and, and it's and it's it's just It's just a really good film, and seeing Sidney Poitier, um, he's a great comedic actor, but like I was telling you earlier, um, you see the sophistication with his acting in every film that that he does. You see that, and um, I I just always have looked up to him and thought he was just a a great actor and someone that, um, if you're an actor, you should know him, and you should know his films.
0: I'm glad I'm getting to know his films, to be honest, (laughs) because- I've, I know of him but I didn't know him right on the level of the filmographies go so right. it's just good now to actually have context behind the man the legend the person that did this movie, acted in this movie also too I want to bring up the fact that this budget was four million dollars it made 56.7 yes. million at the box office for that yes. time that was actually called a success yes today it would actually be called a bomb because right. of the fact with movie budgets. And everything Because you need at least $250 million for a budget. And then you also have to go ahead and make sure that your PR is behind you. And also, right. too, movie theaters don't make that much money. They only take in a third of what they make. And the rest is all concessions, which is why you see the jack-up right. prices. So the rest right. goes over to the box office. So it wouldn't even been broken even, probably. Right. So this was actually a success in those times in 1967. Yes. Um, my aunt says the couple are willing to stand together and deal with what comes their way because their love is stronger than anything it is. So touching and romantic, so heartfelt, just can't remake like the 1967. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh,
1: Yeah, so true. Definitely. But
0: but as far as this film goes, it's perfect. I love it. Thank you so much. Uh, With that being being said, Rossi, where can everybody follow you at? I know this is a little bit of a well, this movie's not that long, so therefore it's yeah, not it's that not. Long. Right. So, you know, this is actually perfect for this type of review. But where can everybody follow you at on your social medias?
1: Well, you can follow me on Instagram at mccree 123 hotmailcom That's M-C-C-R-E-E hotmail.com. You can also follow me on um, Twitter at uh, RossiLynnBark1, R-O-S-S-I-E-B-A-R-Q-1, and on my Facebook page at RossiLynn.
0: Okay. And to answer Brandy's question, yes, we can. We can watch this movie over the weekend. Nice. So, yeah. Um, So, guys, tomorrow night at 9 o'clock Central Time, 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock PM Pacific Time, I'm going to be interviewing Dean Simone, the actor who played in Game Day. If you don't know what Game Day is, check out my and Alex's review for Game Day. Alex will be joining me for Game Day. Uh, not Game Day, but for the interview with Dean Simone from Game Day. But you can rent that movie for like four bucks if you want to, show support towards independent actors and directors. and All proceeds probably go uh, to the next projects that whatever they work on. But right. go on ahead, support them. Also to uh, Monday, I'm to be honest with you, I'm going to be taking a little bit of a break <laughs> throughout the week. I might just do maybe one show at Rossi and that's it. And then maybe do one little small teaser. I'm not going to tell you what that is. But at nine o'clock, uh, central time. No, nine o'clock central time, ten o'clock Eastern, uh, time. Um, we're, matter of fact, uh, Charlie will be doing a review of Jackass Forever, oh. and him and Alex are going to be doing that one. Then Thursday right. night at the same time, they're going to be doing their, uh, Raid Redemption review, from two thousand twelve. So. Go on ahead if you like martial arts if you like just laughing your ass off at jackass and all that stuff go on <laughs> and check out that review on Monday and everything. Uh my answer says this to serve with love is another good movie to watch that that he made. Yeah I'm gonna have to oh, check yeah, that one out absolutely. too. Right. That was a this really is not good the one. end of the this is not the end of the filmography for uh no. Sydney so stick around. Uh yeah. so another thing too is if you guys want to go ahead and follow me underneath Facebook Underneath Movie Lovers TV Lovers night over there. Underneath the same brand name, of course, on Instagram and on Pinterest as well. If you would like to also get an audio-only podcast of our episode, you guys can find that wherever you guys get your podcast from. And also, too, we're also on all main uh, big platforms. So you guys can find us wherever you guys get your podcast. But most of all, do us this big favor. If you're someone that just listens to podcasts, great individual episodes, and also comment on individual episodes. That also helps people rank us and all that stuff too, to be able to find us. And also too, it gives me a chance to interact with you guys to let us know how well we're doing. And then of course, I also teamed up with two blur girls podcast and we're doing a little bit of a charity event for children of St. Jude's hospital. All cha- Get yourself a Sensei, Spend five to $10. Get yourself a Sensei. All proceeds go over to the children of St. Jude's hospital. But if you'd like to go ahead and donate to the channel, all you have to do is go to gofundme.com forward slash movie lovers podcast, donate five to ten dollars over there. But just simply smashing that subscribe button, smashing that bell in the bottom right hand corner to allow you guys to know when we have something new up and everything. That goes a long way here at Movie Lovers Tonight. and also to clicking that like button. And then, of course, you guys can also find me on Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter, Movie Lovers Unit Zero on TikTok. And then also, too, if you want a, a sponsor or like to be on the show, just go on and, and reach out to me at movielovedunite at gmail.com. That's everywhere that you can reach me at. And once again, don't forget about us interviewing Dean Simone tomorrow night at 9 o'clock Central Time, 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock PM Pacific Time. Thanks again, Rossi. I do appreciate it. It's yeah. always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you to my aunt. Thank you to Brandy. Thank you to Tanya and everybody else in the comments section tonight. You guys have been great. Always until next time guys it's been real it's been fun can we do this again bye bye